Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another 2023 playoff preview here on Dime Dropper. Before we get started, you already know the deal. Make sure to subscribe on Dime Dropper. Follow us on whatever Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Dime Dropper Pod. For today's episode, another one interacting with other content creators, authentic fans of their teams. And for this one, we've got the number three seeded Philadelphia 76ers versus the number six Brooklyn Nets. And joining me today... One person making his second appearance on the show. That is Caleb from the Brooklyn Netcast. Last we saw him was right after the trades, or right before the KD trade, I believe. Caleb, how are you feeling? I, I about the series or just in general? In general, just in I general, in life. <laughs> in life, I feel good. Series, it's a, a little shaky, yeah, but yeah, I feel good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. And, and making his dime dropper debut. Man who introduced me to the Hoop Spaces family, which helped me get you know a lot of followers, meet some cool people. Sixers fan for longer than I've been alive. Chris, the Hoop Space himself. Yeah, you, you had to, you had to put that one out there. <laughs> Wait, the audience looking at me. That hurts, bro. <laughs> Older this, than this Doc Rivers hate you have. We we need to unpack this. Man. Oh. This man really hurt your feelings. Talk about the I mean, quote today. The quote today says a lot. It was nothing we didn't already know, but I want to keep this, you know, on, on page with Brooklyn and Philly. So before we get started, you know, actually, no, I should say to get started, uh, Caleb, we had you on to talk about the whole first half of the season already, you know, with Jacques Vaughn taking over Steve Nash, Kyrie Irving and KD hitting stride, and then the whole trade situation. So just let us know these last like 24, 25 games with this new team. How are you feeling about them? Mikhail Bridges' play. What is this team like, this Nets team? Uh, first of all, I just want to say, excuse the camera. I'm using a laptop right now, not in my normal setup, so the lighting's a bit iffy. But I feel I've liked the team. I mean, Mikel's broken out. He's been absolutely amazing. And I, it's any, better than anything we could have expected. Cam Johnson has really turned it out on his averaging like 18, 4, and 5, and 4, I think, over the last like 20 games. So he's been balling. Nick Claxton's been absolutely amazing. Uh, DFS has rounded a corner and been shooting the three ball really well. Dinwiddie's doing Dinwiddie things. I mean, just your, your normal stuff. Uh, the Twitter stuff's fun, too. But he's been facilitating the ball, actually, at a very high level. I mean, he led the league in assists in March, was it? Yeah. So, I mean, he's been playing some pretty damn good basketball. And we've gotten some little contributions here and there. Big one from Royce, by the way. He's been absolutely amazing like six minute a year caliber stuff almost for, you know, 25 game span. So give or take, but he's been the total glue guy doing everything. Uh, Dayron Sharp has arrived. He's been playing some good basketball. Cam Thomas had another 45 uh, piece, you know, at the end of the season. 
but like he's not really getting run. Seth is terrorizing the Nets, and uh, Joe Harris has been knocking down some big shots lately, which isn't you know the most Joe Harris thing you'll hear, but he's been playing some good basketball too. So it's it's been a pretty fun run uh, for that Nets team. Okay, now we go to Chris. Obviously, the 76ers have championship aspirations, a good amount of pressure on them this season. Obviously, having the guy who seems to be favored to win MVP in Joel Embiid has been one of the best players in the league, and in, especially in the regular season the last three years. Harden's first full year as a Sixer started out slow this season, Philly. But then it seemed like when Harden came back from that little injury, uh, the team just took off. Tell me about the Sixers team, how much better they are than last year, and do you really think they're true championship contenders? Because a lot of people think they're a little bit fraudulent, including myself. Ooh. Oh, you're muted, Chris. Chris, no. My bad. Uh, my fault. Um, no, I, I was I was chuckling earlier, uh, and I want to make sure I was on mute because, uh, you know, Kayla was saying that Spencer Dinwiddie led the the league in assists in March, but he like he, he fails to say the majority of those games he also shot like thirty three percent. Like I mean, it's like if you, you want him to get those assists because he wasn't hitting any shots, man. Like, exactly, you get it. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Um, yeah, they started out slow, and part of that is is James Harden is is older. He's not younger. Uh, it took him longer, and he even came in to, in shape. But it took him longer, really, to get his stride and in, into the offense. Right, uh, mm -hmm. he was the healthiest he'd been. But in terms of incorporating Tyrese Maxey as a starter, it was completely different. I even complained at the beginning of the season that they played the same position as a ball dominant guard, um, and and that took really a lot of time. And and I think we don't give James Harden enough credit for really uh, completing the transition of his game from what we remember him being in Houston. Uh, started and worked into what he's now evolved into. Uh, and then they, they did very well, um, more so just because Embiid is, was that dominant. I mean, he's going to end up being the MVP, I think. Miles uh, Harris also remains steady as, as a good, solid veteran who's able to contribute in all facets of the game. Uh, they brought in DeAnthony Melton, who's top five individual defense. They lose some teeth diving in trade. Uh, but they pick up, you know, another good defender, Jalen McDaniels, who can do similar things. He's not as good in terms of Thibel, who's top three, but he's like top 15, which is, is still good. Shake Milton really rounded a corner betting on himself. And I think really that's where the difference is, is, is Shake Milton now can actually be that lead point guard off the bench who can either give you scoring and now facilitate, whereas before he couldn't. And, and I think that's what makes them a little bit better this year. That dynamic of Maxi being able to take off, but then still having consistent offensive pressure, even when Joel Embiid is off the floor. And you see that with the likes of Paul Reed being able to get you 14 and 12, even in limited minutes, uh, because the scheme that they're actually running uh, via Sam and Doc is, is actually working more so for the ancillary players. And then they're allowing Joel to be, uh, you know, more ISO with the pick and roll following up. So it's, it's real good right now in Philly. The Philadelphia 76ers, uh, fourth in offensive rating this season, eighth in defensive rating, one of the few teams to be top 10 in both. Um, I guess let's go to Caleb. You know, Mikhail Bridges has been averaging 27 points. I'm sorry, 26 points as a net. And he's shooting basically... 
like four, let's see, 47 and a half percent from the field. Am I reading this right? 37 and a half from three, basically. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty, pretty yeah. amazing. Um, I want to ask, you know, how many games do you think this can go without you guys having a true star? I mean, Mikhail Bridges, I think next year will be an all star. Do you think he can have that kind of star impact in this series and lead you to two wins? Because I think most people are saying four or five in this series. I have the I have it going to six as well. So that's kind of you know I think we this it reminds me a lot of the past Nets seventy six year series from was that four years ago now? Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, so four years ago where you have Embiid there obviously as the focal point of everything, the best player on the floor at all points in, in time. Um, you have a young rising star. Not that Mikel is really that young, but you know. You have a rising star in Mikel, similar to like D'Lo at the time. D'Lo played like garbage that series, by the way, like absolutely awful. And Spencer Dinwiddie was actually our best player. Who, um, not that that's a good thing, I might add, but he he was. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I hope I just really hope Dinwiddie is facilitating the basketball, passing the basketball, remembering you know you're not Kobe. Please do not shoot thirty shots because it happens sometimes with him where he gets you know, a little trigger happy there, especially from the perimeter with his step back. It just hasn't been falling. So I really hope he starts um, to really orchestrating the offense, which he has done for the most part, but he does have his game. So I think that will be a, a big aspect of it as well. Also, there was a comment I wanted to address just really quick um, about how the 76ers G League team dismantled the Nets with everyone but Bridges. Bridges didn't play. Cam Johnson, <laughs> Nick Claxton, uh, Cam Johnson, Royce O'Neal, uh, Joe Harris, Seth, like our, all our eight main rotation guys were all out. So it was more yeah, than yeah, just. I, I hate to tell you, Mikel Bridges was, was logged in as starting and playing. In oh, four seconds. Yeah, we had four seconds of Mikel <laughs> lost. I mean, that, that's a wrap. Right? He played 82 again, right? Yeah. Huh? He played 82 again. Uh, 83. Wow. Yeah, right, right. Impressive. Um, so. Probably going to see a steady uh, dosage of like the Anthony Melton, uh, McDaniel's guarding Harden. I'd I'm sorry, guarding uh, Dinwiddie. Uh, I'd assume and Bridges. Yeah. Um, as far as the defenders that the Nets have, Chris, you know they've got guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, Mikael Bridges to throw at Harden. Do you think that could end up being a little problematic? Throw it not just Harden, but Maxi as well, who's having a career year, 20 points a game, um, improving every season so fast off the bounce, can get lights out from deep. Um, do you think that can be a problem? Because the one thing about the Nets I'm concerned about is offensively, but defensively they got some guys. So, so like what's what's funny is we're we're gonna find out, and the reason why is um, they they got PJ Tucker for explicitly this reason. You know they they kept George Niang through the trade deadline specifically for this reason. So when they do over rotate Dorian Finney-Smith to come in to throw another wing on Harden to double team him and force him you know, over to his left so he can't do that pull, you know, the uh, the double step um, step yeah. back or pick and roll. You you get P.J. Tucker because he's supposed to be prolific shooting the corner three. You get George Yang because he's supposed to be prolific at shooting the corner three. If they hit their shots, then you just keep rolling, and then they're going to have to honor that, and then that opens up the pick and roll uh, with Embiid. So really – if, if P.J. Tucker does what he was brought in to do, which is essentially three out of every seven in the corner, 
then this is an easy Philly win because Brooklyn won't be able to keep up with the rotations. They'll just break down eventually. And and it'll happen because the first thing will go down will be Nick Claxton in foul trouble, right? Like, and then once that happens, like, if you're going to let De'Ron Sharp guard Joel Embiid for eight minutes in, in one quarter, like, good night. Like, what do you expect? I yeah. mean – Six for six with like maybe eight free throws, and I love Dayron Sharp, but he's not guarding him. He's a foul machine. Yeah, and and but that's the trap. That's why they want you to send Dorian Finney-Smith and Cam Johnson at James Harden or Tyrese Maxey. Like that's the trap, and and hopefully it works. I forgot about PJ Tucker. Um, obviously another big body in terms of defense that you can throw at guys. Um, I know he obviously has had games where he's like doesn't do anything offensively, but. I still think that PJ, with his experience, can find some ways to contribute. Um, Caleb, uh, as far as Joel Embiid, the dude is having – just keeps topping his best season, it seems. Um, he's had an interesting playoff history where he's have a, had a hard time staying healthy. Um, but if when he's focused and aggressive, he can't be stopped. You talk about Nick Claxton, defensive player of the year-level defense you said all year, even when you came on last time. Right. Do you think he stands a chance – against Embiid one-on-one do you think you're going to double him like what do you what do you think you're going to do to slow this guy down and to slow down the Harden Embiid pick and pop because the Harden Embiid pick and pop is one of the hardest pick and roll pick and pop tandems in the league right now I'd say ever one of the hardest to go ever between those two it's been uh magical to watch honestly and no Claxton one-on-one with Embiid it's not going to go well I love Claxton but no player one-on-one with Embiid it's going to go well he's just been that great for mm-hmm. the past two seasons, especially, and really this season, he's been the most dominant of all, you know, of his career. But a lot of what the Nets do is, like Chris said, they they do rotate pretty hard and kind of crash guys, especially in the post. They've been doing that a ton, so I expect a lot of DFS and Claxton swarming Embiid. So it really does come down to does PJ Tucker actually decide to impact the offense whatsoever during the series, which you know is a up in the air thing and also like will Jalen McDaniels Daniels when he gets run hit his shots will George Niang I'd say George Niang probably will but you know he's a kind of a let's be real kind of a cone so I guess he has his ups and downs I mean he has some half decent defensive games but that's about it from him but I mean the Nets offense isn't that good anyways so I, I it shouldn't really hurt that bad but I expect him just to swarm Embiid swarm Harden and make the other guys beat you. I think that's going to be the game plan. And, you know, I think it'll win us. I think we can pull out, like, two games from that, but that's about it. But, yeah, Embiid, Claxton 101. Uh, you know, I love Claxton. Like like you said, defensive player of the year, caliber defense all year, but, it's yeah, it's not fair. That's not fair. I think, yeah, I think doubling and using the size and big wings and length that you guys have to rotate and run guys off the line, that could be a, a decent strategy for sure. Um, I was going to ask you, Chris. Uh, James Harden, this is a, I didn't even think about this. This is kind of an interesting series for him. I mean, he spent a year in Brooklyn, about a year, a little over, and he's returning. Um, somebody asked, do you think Harden will be great in this series? Uh, I'd assume the answer from you is yes, but how big do you think, uh, Tobias Harris is going to be in this series? Um, you, you know, I don't think there's the person remaining in Brooklyn that that James Harden has any animosity towards. Let me just first say that, right? Like, let's – oh, geez, I don't know what happened. Do they have animosity towards James Harden? Are the fans going to boo him? Well, oh, the fans, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the players, 
they're they're not they're not really gonna have the same type of animus. Like the, he he left, from what I understand, on pretty good terms individually. With with I think there's only five people remaining anyway. That's what I'm right? saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The the bigger the, I think the bigger issue that we'll have is if James Harden is actually really healthy. Right. Right. And if he's healthy, we can probably expect to see anywhere between 18 and 22 points per game and probably a high-level assist total of 13 or 14. If he's not healthy, that's when we're going to start seeing James Harden go five for, you know, 18 with only 12 or 14 points and and only play 26 minutes, right? What's his health like right now? I I would say he's probably about 90%. What's the injury he's been dealing with? Uh, Probably his heel, ankle, and foot. The, 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 so the Sixers are not are notorious for not really, you know, giving you the straight injury either. It's very similar to the Lakers, uh, but it is a it is a foot thing. Like that's that's basically all we can pin down. And if you watch it, you can see him sometimes when he favors it. He doesn't have uh, the explosion. You'll see teams push him over to the left, and then he just can't recover. Uh, and then he usually passes it up, which is why we need Tobias Harris because Tobias Harris has been able to actually pick up that slack. And, and I actually kind of expect uh, Tobias Harris to win the matchup versus Cam Johnson, simply for, simply for the fact that Cam Johnson is kind of Tobias Harris light uh, in this role, in, in my personal opinion. Uh, and I think once we get into it, Tobias's craft is just going to be a little bit more. Uh, so I expect him to win that matchup. Although I do, I do see Cam, you know, being able to pop off for a 22-24 point game. Hmm. Let's see where I want to go for the last couple of questions. So, Caleb, um, you said Nets. I'm sorry, Sixers and six. That was your prediction. I guess the last question for you, personnel wise, would be: Are we going to see any Cam Johnson in this series? And then, what's the projected starting lineup? Cam Not Thomas. Cam Johnson. Cam Thomas. Yeah, Cam Thomas. I hope so. Why not? <laughs> that man. You know, every once in a while, he just says, "You know, I'm." It, he has this sort of mentality. Well, his favorite player growing up was like, you know, Kobe. Kobe. And then he loved James Harden, obviously, too. So I feel like a matchup with James Harden, he would be like, okay, you know, this is like one of my idols growing up. And, you know, I, I want to go at him because let's be real, like James Harden defensively is just, you know, he's not, not that great. So I hope we do see him. I would love to see him matched up with Harden. Obviously, on the other side of the basketball, that's pretty ugly. But, you know, there are certain points we reach where the offense is just so stagnant at times and it just really isn't working, where I think it's going to be, screw it, put Cam in, let him cook. He's going to get you a nice 14, you know, 15 maybe that night. And then he won't play the next night. That's kind of how he's, it's been all season. But I expect to see a little bit of him and probably more of Seth, which I'm not a fan of. But if Seth Curry is good at one thing, it's playing the Philadelphia 76ers. I feel like every time he plays Philly, he goes off. So, you know, it'd be nice if we could do that, like, you know, twice, like to have two really good shooting games. I mean, Chris, you've seen it. Seth Curry yeah. loves playing them. Also, yeah. Mr. Whammy is our X factor. He's going to put that out there. <laughs> Projected starting five, Mikael Bridges, Nick Claxton. Um, Jim Johnson, Nick Claxton, Woody. Yeah. Man, that's three big wings, dude. And also Kyle Kuzma on uh, courtside rooting for the 76ers. <laughs> As you guys think, you know, he might show up too. Like that oh, would be probably will, I would not put it past him whatsoever. Oh, he's, he's, I, 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 As you guys can see, I'm repping the Brooklyn Nets because 
I am just not a fan of uh, James and uh, Glenn Rivers. Um, but here's the thing, Chris. Do you think Joel Embiid even needs to have a great series to win this one comfortably? Uh, no, not a not a great series. You um, think it's the but, second round that's going to be more tested for him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, the, you can you can give it like the issue is when you look at just the matchup. He averages twenty seven points per game versus Nick Claxton. Right, he like it's twenty seven points, eleven boards, two two blocks, and like a steal. Right, that's not that's not the thirty three point per game, Joel Embiid. So so going into it, I'm not expecting the thirty three, thirty four point Joel Embiid. I'm expecting twenty six to twenty eight. And, and like I said, it's really going to be likely Tobias Harris, James Harden. And Tyrese Maxey. Like, I, I don't really see this being the, the Joel Embiid series. Okay. Uh, that's likely that's likely second round. Yeah, and, and what Caleb said, I, I think they're really going to do that. Just double him every time he gets the ball, like in the mid post, or like foul line area, and try to get their, their guys, their wings to rotate and run guys off the line. Um, my last question to you, Chris, is basketball question for both of you is uh, James Harden's defense. You know, that's been a subject of criticism for many many years i think at times he can be a little bit underrated on defense i think when he yeah. tries he's actually decent because he's a strong player um he's actually a, i think he's a much better post defender than he is against facing up guys um the nets don't really have that many post players if any that i can think of but um yeah zero how do you feel about his defense you know being the second best player on this team you think it's going to be good enough to go all the way I, I i don't think he's the second best player on the team Whoa, Tyrese Maxey? Yes. Wow. Even with James Harden after 20 and 10? The, 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 the natural athleticism that Tyrese Maxey has separates him. Like, if if a team is looking at the Sixers, they're not saying we can't let James be Harden beat us any longer. They're like, okay. we need to contain him a little bit better. But, like, we know Joel's going to eat. We have to stop Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when – when Tyrese Maxey gets it going and he has those 25 point nights that are efficient, you know, I don't know. I'm going to give it like 14, six sure. or six from the line. Yes. So, you know, like three that. From three from deep. And it's hard to win when he yeah. has those games. Harden, it's kind of be going to be, I will double him a little bit, but more than anything, it's going to be, you're going to leave him out on the perimeter one-on-one probably with, I feel like Cam Johnson might get a, a good, a decent amount of matchup against him. I don't feel like Cam, Matches up great or absolutely poorly against him either. I mean, Harden's a stronger guard, and uh, Dinwiddie just doesn't really have the facilities for that. I'd rather us – I mean, we switch everything, so it will be inevitable. Everybody will guard James at some point. Everybody will be on Maxi at some point. But I think the real focal point should be don't let Maxi. well, obviously, yeah, let – and he's going to eat. Don't let Maxi go off because if Maxi has that 9 for 14, 6 to 6 night, it's kind of over. So that should be a main focal point is keep Harden in front of you as much as possible. Try to double and beat as much as possible and just make sure Maxi does not get it going. And I think we should steal two games. And, and, and in terms of Harden's defense, like he's he's going to struggle when Spencer Dinwiddie goes out the game. Spencer Dinwiddie downhill is a very good player when he doesn't yeah, chuck up. But, but, but half court, he's going to be able to, to keep Spencer in front of him. He's going to be able to push him from trying to drive in. And and what's going to happen is once Seth Curry comes in, it changes because then he's got to chase Seth Curry around. And then you'll see probably James Harden be switched, right? 
and then it's going to be, well, who are you going to put him on? That's when you need to attack him because it's either going to be Macau Bridges or Cam. So that's what I worry about with James Harden in regards to his defense. Not really Spencer Dinwiddie. Great on the post for guard, though, by the way. I want to bring that up. Like, because I preached that while I was here. It was the only thing he was really good at defensively. But when James isn't – Nets don't have any post players, so it really won't matter this series. Like, Claxton doesn't even post up really. I uh, mean, a little bit, but not much. But, like, James Harden in the post at least is useful. Because, like you said, he's a very strong guard doesn't get moved at all. He kind of stays in his position and is good at like staying, putting himself between the basket and, you know, guy in the post. But now that we don't even play in the post, I mean, there's not much he's going to do. Like Chris said, he's going to have to chase around either Joe or Seth, whoever's on the court, I imagine would be where what's going to end up happening and who he gets matched up on, I think will be interesting. Maybe DFS, that might, that might be the matchup you'd like, Chris. I, I feel like that. Possibly could be it too. Any, any, any anybody that's not fast. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty fat. Yeah, so I mean, I guess Joe Harris, literally. Yes. Oh, he's salivating for Joe Harris, man. <laughs> Pacers, I'm seventy sixers are twenty seventh in the league in pace. I would assume with the Nets' younger team, they would try to get up and down a little bit when they can. Um, if I'm the Nets too, I would put harden and maxi in the action more than i would put him beat in the action i know typically you know you have your centers at the screen but i think on those pick and pop or short roll or like slip screen situation just putting harden and maxi in the action making them work i think would be uh, a good strategy but yeah guys this is great um we've already gotten kayla's prediction i got the sixers in uh five chris give me your prediction and then make sure to plug yourself guys shout out and tell everybody where they can find you yeah i i have sixers in five uh, i think the nets actually win game one I think they go in and sneak it. And then okay. I think Joel Embiid comes back, uh, wins game two, but then the rest of the Sixers wake up. They cruise to a gentleman's sweep. I think uh, what like regular scores, 114-106 type games. They're not going to be blown out, but they're not going to be you know winning. They'll push it close into the fourth, five minutes to go. Joel will take over. And that's kind of how I see it happening. Yeah, I'm in the same boat there. Um, I think the Nets steal game one again, like they did in the previous series. I think they sneak out like a game four. But other than that, I think like, you know, it's just one of those games where you get a few lucky bounces. But other than that, yeah, it's, I got six years and six, which is hard for me to – really hard for me to say. Yeah, losing at losing at home after you win one of the first two road – like losing both games at home after you win one of the first two road games is, is tough. I mean um, – I got my plug. That happened to me against the, uh, us against the Warriors a couple of years ago. But oh yeah, go ahead, um, plug yourselves, guys. Starting with uh, Chris. Yeah. So so some good news. Um, Amazon has picked me up for the remainder of the playoffs. The contract went through uh, this morning. Uh, we'll talk Congrats. about season uh, three. Uh, you can next uh, like in June, but you can catch me on Amazon's uh, app called Amp. It's just like. Uh, iHeartRadio, but live talk as well. So go to your uh, iOS app store uh, or follow me on Twitter at Hoopspaces. Download on amp and uh, just chill. It's a, good, it's a good vibe, man. Caleb? Yeah. Brooklyn Nightcap. I mean, it's right there. Uh, same YouTube, Twitter. Um, yeah, that's, that's all basically I do. We're on Instagram as well, but don't really use it. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just mainly using Twitter. We're going to get into YouTube next year, which could be exciting. And really start cranking out tech content. Um, Cash there in the comments is the co-host. So that'll be a lot of fun. And I hope to have you guys on at some point too, obviously. It'll be great. 
Hey, man, anytime. Appreciate you guys so much for joining me. Love doing these things. Make sure all you guys, Dime Dropper fam, keep following these guys, tuning into what they do. Um, they're really passionate about the game, just like myself. As I said, I got the Sixers in five, a rematch of the 2019 first round, and the return of James Harden to Brooklyn. I am the president of the Glen River Slander Association saying, go Nets, and have a great weekend, everybody. Doc Rivers is a great coach.